Everybody. Hey, buddy. We're back. Hello. And, and the new voice you're hearing is our special guest for our special episode of the Rad Years podcast. Today, we are joined by Josh from Oh, I Had That, um, another podcast that does covers a lot of awesome retro stuff. Um, welcome, Josh. Oh, thank you for having me. This is great. I, uh, Oh, I had that is, is a baby of mine. We started it, uh, July of last year. I kind of fell in a hole of, uh, toy collecting, trying to get things that I had when I was a little man. And, um, it kind of just snowballed from there and brought one of my buddies on board. We started doing a podcast and just shooting the shit about all the stuff that we remember that, you know, isn't quite the same anymore. <laughs> right. It's it's funny how we all just are constantly trying to buy back our lost youth. <laughs> I just I feel like now, you know, I'm 35 and have a family of my own and we're raising a a young little guy and um I I just I I just sometimes feel sorry for him that it's not the world it was for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Um I'm 35, Squeeze is 34. We all live basically grew up the same uh, time period. Uh, I say time period like it's the medieval <laughs> ages, but uh, we all we all experienced the Nintendo era, so to speak. Uh, um, the like appointment television era, right? <laughs> there was something about watching like Return of the Jedi on ABC late night when on Sunday <laughs> when ev- knowing everybody else in the world was watching it with you. Uh, exactly. I still do. <laughs> like if I'm flipping through and like they'll have like. Die Hard 2 will be on on like network TV on like a Saturday afternoon. I will leave it on and watch the full edited version. Even though I have it on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and I could just go on demand or probably it's on Netflix or Hulu somewhere. Sure, but I will just sit there and watch that broadcast because it's the camaraderie. I'm, like, yeah. I'm programmed to yeah, that and I'm programmed to. It's uh, yeah, some about those movies also just feel better with the commercial breaks <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's built in um built in get a beer take a take a whiz break or back then built in get some extra cherry coke and uh <laughs> sunny d break you know bagel bites uh, bagel bites yes or in squeezer's case oh get the cast iron grill out, or skittle out and start you know <laughs> uh grilling up some uh sauteing some meats Oh, I, I, that's a good callback. I remember that story. <laughs> or, uh, or making his own mac and cheese on top of the wood stove, or whatever the various adult things. I little mean, squeezer it was, did. It, was, it was a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. I just I still can't I can... make one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like science. I, it should be easy, but I can't figure should, it out. <laughs> don't follow the instructions. There's a trick to it. <laughs> uh, My noodles are always hard. <laughs> I, that, yeah, I know. My girlfriend has the same problem. Uh, I can never get them out. I can never get the Kraft mac and cheese al dente. All right, I'll come over and uh, I'll cook you a nice dinner. Would you? Craft dinner. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go too crazy because you know I don't want to steal your thunder in front of, in front of your girlfriend. Um, do you want um little hot dog chunks sliced into it or not? 
Ooh. I mean, I, I didn't know we were going gourmet, but <laughs> if we are, then yes. Okay. And none, none of that, like, all beef crap. It's got to be, like, as many yeah, different it's, animals. It's got to be lips can. and anuses. Absolutely. <laughs> L- lips and asshole. <laughs> yeah, please. That's how, that's how you know it tastes good. <laughs> that's how mom intended the mac and cheese with the hot dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. I mean, that's when you know you're a good boy. When you get the cut up hot dogs and your Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, I had that. We, uh, we did a season one, so to speak. We did around eight to 10 episodes with one of my uh, longtime friends since high school. Uh, Jesse, he asked me to give a shout out cause he's a real big red ears fan as well. What up, Jesse? <laughs> Hi. Jesse said, uh, Jesse has that's so weird. He has, he's took, take a break, taking a break from, Oh, I had that. And he hasn't been, um, recorded anything with me in a while, but he said it's only because he would never be as good as the red years. Well, now, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's just saying that to be nice, but I, he's now That's my favorite fair. person in the world. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Je- what's that? Jesse I said, is. yeah, Jesse will love the, uh, the moment in the sun here. <laughs> Jesse, when uh, when you're free and you get free time, you and Josh have to join us again in the future. Uh, yeah, he'd love that. He is a like I feel like Squeezer is much like him, whereas there he kind of is like an encyclopedia of nostalgia. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Squeezer, Schmuffin, my goodness, do you hear her crying in the background? She is going crazy. Um, our cat Schmuffin uh, likes attention more than a dog. Um, so what we had Josh join us for, we're, we're joining Josh in the second half of this show there's, so this is going to be a two part show. We're starting, yeah, we're going to do a, a, like a rapid fire, although with the three of us, there's no such thing as rapid fire, but we're going to do rapid fire topics. And the first five are going to be here on the rad years. The last five are going to be over on Josh's show. Oh, I had that. Uh, so you'll have to download. Oh, I had that, um, to, uh, to hear that and Josh, tell them where you can find them, find you guys. Yeah. Well, you can find, Oh, I had that at, uh, Oh, I had that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where, um, anywhere your podcasts are, where you subscribe and find those, we should be available for you. And we're also on YouTube. We have a few, uh, YouTube videos at this point. We're just trying to build up some more awesome content for you. Yeah. That's, um, that's, uh, how, we are too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, we work in television, and we seem to can't fucking be able to do it. Um, You're probably uh, sick of video by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just that like we can't. I mean, it would be easy enough just to set a camera up and um, just record me saying something stupid. But uh, we can do that while we're at work, right? We do that work, but but it's like it's like a chef. Like, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to a master or anything, but. Like a, sh- a chef telling him to microwave like beefaroni. Like they're like, oh, I can do better. And three hours later, he's got you know, gourmet beefaroni, penne with beef. We're like, and then he say, hates it and still throws it. Right, up. he hates it and still throws. <laughs> we're like, all right, well, you know, we could record, but you know, we need mics. You know, we need the lights. You know, we're gonna need video roll-ins. You know, finer edits. And you know, what can I get with the sound? You know, by the end of it, it's yeah. We fuck ourselves. And that's why every 12-year-old has more content out there than us because they just turn <laughs> on their cell phone and, and record, go. Yeah. yeah, these kids on YouTube are making like millions in fuck, a year. They're, from, they're prolific. From op- they, they just <laughs> for opening a, toys. You yeah. Know? <laughs> the unboxings. I mean, fuck. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Oh, I have that's kind of transforming. Um, 
I actually uh, brought on uh, another friend of mine, John, and we've been doing the the uh, last few audio and video thing uh, portions that you've seen, and uh, we have plans to just get more into not only nostalgia but um, toy collecting and current things that are being made and released, and pop culture and a lot of different things. Awesome. Um, and and that's uh, do you have do you have a URL yet? Because we don't. I don't know if you have a hundred subscribers or not for your, your a special URL for YouTube. Oh oh no no yeah we're just getting rolling on YouTube. I feel like that's going to be the one that's going to take some time. I th- I hear you just need a lot of content in order to get people to notice it. So yeah, uh, well hopefully both of us by this time next year have content and we're we we have our own URLs after we're youtube.com slash oh I had that and youtube.com slash writers. <laughs> Don't fucking go out there and steal that kids or we will come to your door Jay and Silent Bob style. I just actually purchased oh I had that.com before somebody else does it. <laughs> oh nice. Congratulations. Yeah. So we'll get that uh, cancel that plan yep. to 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 buy that and sell it to him at a profit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there goes that. We have to go back to our book of ideas. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll get that website up and rolling and uh, we'll have kind of a place, a hub for all of these different profiles and um, the things we have coming out in the future. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, this is going to be fun. We chose 10 topics and we're going to go through them. We're each going to you know, throw something out there. Not, necessar- not necessarily our favorite, not necessarily something we even had. It could be, but uh, it doesn't have to be. It's just it's just something of, that has to do with this topic. And our first topic is 80s and 90s toy, and we're gonna uh, let we're gonna be gentlemen and let our guest Josh go first. Uh, with oh wow, well, I feel honored. I uh, I I kind of was running with toy uh, to not look at you know the action figures that maybe those will come up later in the list, but um, I was thinking more of you go outside with your friends. It's a it's a summer day. It's blazing. What are you gonna pull out? You're gonna pull out the super soakers. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Weapons and I was, of gods. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, uh, RK and Squeezer. I I was so envious of all these different super soakers that all the friends on the block had, and I had my piddly original one. <laughs> well, Josh, I can relate to you, but Here we our, go. our spoiled friend Squeezer had an arsenal of the top of the line expensive spoiled kid super soakers <clears throat> not the entire arsenal you had i, I had, had a good chunk of it josh and i were running around with a super soaker 50s getting the most <laughs> out of them you were i was like i was like sarah connor down <laughs> in the bunker uh <laughs> dusting everything off you just had the you were pulling out the big guns and taking us out <laughs> so i had what did i have i had the, the i had the 200 jesus which was the you know the double tank with the shoulder strap? Oh, uh, the the um, backpack was that the backpack? No, the backpack was three hundred, but uh, I had that too. Um, <laughs> actually, that was from what I remember. That was like a flea market kind of grab. I had to kind of. Uh, my my mom was real good at um, uh, shopping at KB, and we were very much a yard sale flea market family as well. Oh, that's awesome! Um, but yeah, yeah, the 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 three hundred I was great because I had like a handle. And you could play around like you had like a flamethrower, you know, incinerating <laughs> human flesh, and, you know, giggling while doing it. Um, what all little yeah, kids no, like to 200, do. 200 had major issues because, you know, it's the same like tube, like the 50, but now put like 20 pounds of water on one end of that. So it would snap right in half. That and you're a kid. So 20 pounds of water is 
well, 20 pounds, but 20 pounds is a lot more back then. Yeah. Now well, I carry yeah. 20 pounds around in one ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the Super Soaker 200, if you like look it up, it doesn't look that intimidating. <laughs> no, but it had no. a heavy stream. Yeah, it's a heavy stream. Yeah, heavy stream. <laughs> like That's an, what she said. Like an old man after a sip of water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. We're running around with our single tank, and this thing's got two tanks, and the the back of it has like a vertical tank. Oh yeah, that was. Sorry, yeah, that was the um, uh, pressure tank, so you can help build additional air pressure. So you get that um, heavy stream. Yeah. <laughs> to push all and, that water out. There. Yeah. It, it's weird how things change though, because now I would I would kill for the Super Soaker 50, and you see that thing in the box, it's like 150, 200 bucks. Oh yeah, it's big money. It's big money. <laughs> we uh yeah we went down to there's a museum in Philadelphia. It's Please Touch Museum. Oh yeah. It's a place for like you know take little kids to go and just kind of you know play, explore, get germs, get sick. But uh, throughout it, they have a couple like. Uh, uh, glass cases with some old toys in it um, that you could, you know, check out. And one, the whole case looks like an Etch-a-Sketch, and inside there was a mint inbox Super Soaker 50 standing there. And uh, I, I'm standing there in this place, and you would have sworn like I was at the Louvre, just staring at uh, whatever fancy thing that they have hanging on the wall there. All right, I'm going to make a proposition right now. We have three. We could get, wait, what's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, eight. We need eight more. Uh, we need eight more people. We can do an Ocean's Eleven style deal where we break into this Please Touch Museum and take <laughs> these toys. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be the guy that's always eating uh, all the Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be like, um, hmm, who's the guy who dies right away? Because <laughs> he goes in without thinking. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, sure. Oh, all right. Rip, yeah, rip Bernie. Right. To dark squeezer, dark. What? You said... <laughs> I meant in the movie. He's the oh. guy who has the hard handshake. I don't have that. Hmm. Um, I'd be like those two uh, doofuses who are always fighting with each other, but it'd just be me. I'd be in constant fight with myself. I could be both of them. So we, all, we only need seven extra people. Um, <laughs> no, because I want to be Julia Roberts. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to have to be George Clooney or a strange <laughs> relationship, you know, is what is what eventually gets us the... Wait. the wasn't Don Rickles in this movie? <laughs> I don't think I so. Think, I think they're thinking of another very old man. <laughs> yeah, Reiner's dad was in it. Carl Reiner. Oh, yeah, yeah, Carl Reiner. Yeah, Carl Reiner. Yeah. He's still alive, surprisingly. Yeah, last of Bernie. I see Squeezer more as the uh, flexible little Asian man that they put inside of the... Well, yeah, the, gee, I don't know <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> While he is, you know, a little on the more overweight side, but still beautiful. <laughs> he is spry and flexible, so I can agree with that. I am quite agile for a gentleman of my uh, <laughs> stature. Yes. <laughs> what are they, would you call it portly or? <laughs> um, You're stocky. Uh, let's see. I, I, I'm a stocky gentleman that likes cheese. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just a giant. I'm like 6'3 and, and also an... A, a big fella so speaking of uh giant i noticed i could i could hear it in your voice your minnesota accent and i fucking love it <laughs> a fellow vikings fan it was a disappointing yeah, day uh, especially yeah, living here in the philadelphia area but uh, uh you know 
Kirk Cousins, there's always next year. I know our, our we're losing subscribers by the second as we talk sports, <laughs> but is that is that they haven't announced that, right? No, no, no. It's just all speculation. But I, I don't know. Going to Cincinnati. I don't understand the hate. Like everyone hates on him, but I I, I think that he could turn out to be a, a good key role player. I I just don't don't think it was on the the right team to showcase that the last year. Right. And I think he's better than the three quarterbacks Vikings had an option for. So let's face it. Case Keenum's never going to repeat that season. No, never. And I mean, I hope he gets paid because of what he did, you know, but he's never going to have another season like that. I can't get on board with Eagles fans after the way they were acting. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, living here my whole life, that's the way they always, advance. the way they always act. You know, it's just the way they are. They can't help themselves. Enchantress is an Eagles fan, but um, she was she was rather polite to me. She only, uh, you know, she only set half the house on fire in celebration. She left. She, she let me go. No, she, she left was, me the other half. Yeah, she left me the other half. To, I think it was as a lifelong Vikings fan, it was easier to take them losing in a blowout rather than missing a field yeah, goal. Yeah, abs- a hundred percent, hundred percent. It was. I thought I, they were going to lose the week prior, the Saints game. Yeah. But uh, that was ama- that was amazing. Uh, Stefan Diggs. How bad? I it? was ready to cry, and with that nine seconds, I, I was I was jumping, almost hitting the ceiling. Yeah, I, I was like Kramer when uh, he thought his horse was going to lose in Seinfeld, and then he started coming up and he started out pretending like he was riding it. I was like, come on, come on! You know, he's like whipping the the what's that thing called squeezer. Thing you hit the your crop? horse with the crop, yeah, the crop. You see, but Josh knows. Wow, look at that. I was, I, I used to, I always uh, defer to Squeezer for smart people things. Now we have another one, <laughs> another smart person. Um, so yeah, what were we, were we talking about? Super soakers, right? Super soakers. <laughs> How did we get? Well, so, this is pick one of thirty, mind you. <laughs> um, all right, we can move on to. I guess since Squeezer, you went first last week. I'll go. I'll go next in this one, and I have a little uh, a little bit of audio okay, to play in here. I, I I really don't want to have to follow you up with my pick. Oh, wait, wait. I like. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no no I'm I'm I I got a so squeezy. Are you are you letting me go or do you want to? No, no 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 you go. But I just by comparison, what you're picking. Ver- I have a reason to pick what I picked. But by comparison, they're two completely different worlds. Oh, I, I have a, a damn good reason to pick what I picked. I mean, <laughs> you know me well enough and know why I picked what I pick. But um, yeah, so we're going to go a little, we're going to go from one extreme to another with my pick to squeezers. And mine is this bad boy. Strange things can happen with the Skeletor Skull Whoa. Staff. Wicked sound! Time for your lesson! Skullstaff makes six battles out. The Skeletor Skullstaff. Thanks for the workout, Bonehead. Yes, I wanted to train to be Skeletor. (laughs) (laughs) Most kids, um, wax fantasy about training to be, uh, you know, He-Man or the hero. I saw this uh, skull staff as a chance to finally become who I always knew I was in Skeletor. Uh, this was, so, uh, I'm sorry, this was from the shitty, I'm just going to preface, this is from the shittier 
He-Man and Outer Space reboot, but it was still a pretty dope Skull Staff. But go on. I was going to say, yeah, this is the when they tried to reboot He-Man for uh, the generation watching the old cartoon on reruns. Yes. Yes. And it <laughs> failed miserably. But I saw, And so my mom got this staff probably at like Kitty City uh, for pennies on the dollar. And she's like, you really want this thing? And I was like, <laughs> fuck, yes. She's like, all right, I'll get a favor for Christmas. And I got it for Christmas that year. And I walked around. Like I was now in charge of the family. Like every time someone would walk, like if you'd like pound like the bottom on the ground and make like a sound. So people, I'd be walking around and someone would be like, Ryan, go, uh, go uh, brush your teeth and, uh, you know, take a shower maybe because we have guests coming over. I'd be like, I'm in charge now. Uh, (laughs) You know, and I wasn't, but in my mind I was. And this thing, so, and then I'd make like my sister, like go get a stick from the yard. And, and battle me with it because it would be like the current, those Star Wars force effects lightsabers as you'd like oh. like hit it against something and be like, gzz, gzz, gzz. that's what this thing did. And um, everyone got really tired of me really quick with that thing. I think they yeah, stole I, the batteries out. I can't say I knew this pick before you brought it up. I just had to Google it to take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had it. That's why I had to like put that in the notes when we were trading our notes on the, on the show. I was like, yes, I did have this thing. <laughs> I'm not just pulling it out of my ass. Um, I had but you have a... <laughs> later. Well, I mean, I I got it when I was. This is 1990, so I was eight, and you know, it's it stayed in the toy room after I got bored with it. And you know, once you hit 13, 14, you start mm. realizing what you can do with it and have fun. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you now. You can get a skull staff for twenty five dollars. I, I saw. <laughs> I, I I think that's still more expensive than what my mom paid for it on liquidation <laughs> back in uh, nineteen ninety. I think she got it for like seven dollars. She's like, all right. I mean, it looks like a fifty dollar present. I'll buy it for him for seven, and he'll think he got something more than he did. <laughs> I'm amazed with how valuable loose. Master of the Universe figures are these days. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything ma- like original Motu line, even like the more obscure stuff that no one wanted <laughs> at the end of the line, like after the horde shit. Like all the yeah. stuff I had. Yeah, that's what I had too. But that stuff is even the most expensive because they didn't really make a lot of it because no one fucking wanted yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you can't get like a decent, even loose original He Man for like under fifty bucks. No. No crazy and and then i think of i much like i think much like squeezer i was i I don't know if i'd say spoiled but i i had pretty much complete lines of several action figure lines throughout the years and i just i just kicked myself because at one point i maybe around high school my mother decided to sell all of my toys in one box to one lady in a garage sale (laughs) Yeah, I have a similar situation, yep. but I can't blame anyone but myself. I thought I was yeah. too cool for school, and I'm like, I don't need these things in my life anymore. I'm oh. going to get laid. I got neither. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you didn't have anything to play with. <laughs> no, well, I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, alone by yourself. <laughs> I, got, I really got to know myself. Uh, those formative years. Yeah, I just I uh, like later on, like years later, I'm just like, Mom, what were you thinking? 
Yeah, I'm like, no, mom. I would, I would love to have all of that displayed on my shelf, not to be played with. <laughs> right, oh, I'd still be playing with it. Thankfully, <laughs> we uh, we kept our Nintendo. That's the one thing my brother and I still have our Nintendo uh, that still works, surprisingly enough. And our yeah, original I've, games, not really worth a whole lot though, but we still have it. No, but yeah, my video games are the only thing that survived the purges. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, those stuck around as well. I even have our original Atari in the like w- fake wood console with the plastic top. Wow, like, oh, it's okay. It's pr- pretty amazing. I mean, that's like 1982, so or 81. That's when I was like, I was born in 82, so my dad was playing that thing. Right. That's and how we had an Atari. I, we had an Atari and Commodore 64 for a similar reason. My dad wanted them. Yeah. But yeah, the that original nes kind of changed everything so that that stuck stuck around through the years uh squeezer you want to you want to tell us what the hell your next pick is all right so now this isn't as awesome as your uh skull staff but do you recall there's i i need to ask you guys why these things worked or was i the only one because when i talked to amanda about this she got really excited too Remember those little clacker things? They're like inertia clackers? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, a, a stick with two balls on like, like triangles, triangles yeah. that yeah. you would just try to make noise with. Yeah. Yes. They were really big in the neon colors in like the early yes. 90s. Yeah. Why were we so obsessed with those things? And, and shit like, oh, and by the way, that wasn't the first time they came out with these things. Uh, <laughs> could I point they, to you fidget spinners? <laughs> Uh, it's oh, the, so God. it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just we have very short attention. I mean, at the age we're playing with that stuff, we should be training for war against, you know, other children with swords and spears. But, you know, we grew out of that. So now we need something else to do. Yeah, it's clearly a keep your kid busy toy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, but it worked. It did work. And I had several. And then they started making miniature versions that yeah, you, you get at like 50 cent showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese or, or, or they had them, they had them in like the display cases of those quarter egg machines, but you can never fucking uh, get them. Like they wouldn't even fit in the, the thing, egg, but you thought you were going to get it. The thing with the small one was there wasn't enough weight to create the inertia, um, to get it to like do it, like to get it right. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you couldn't keep it consistent, but I didn't know. I mean, I should have known. They were originally, they weren't on, like, those plastic, like, basically coat hangers, like, plastic coat hangers. They were just on a string. <coughs> so that's a hell of a lot harder to do. And then they got pulled and recalled back in the 70s because they were so damn dangerous because you're basically giving a kid, like, a bola to go and, you know, that you would normally take down cattle with. Um and now you know you're doing that, and there were just massive injuries across the board. That's that's uh, oh, you're talking about the weapon they always use in like GI Joe to like wrap around the legs of like a bad guy and make him trip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I'm actually I've I've never seen those. Now I'm seeing them. Uh, they're like a there's like a metal ring that the strings are tied to. Think Police Academy Six City Under Siege. Oh, <laughs> how could how could I not think that? Yeah. That's what I think about every day. Um, but yeah, and then occasionally they would break, so you'd have like a, the broken clacker, and now you have like you're trying, you're whipping around a broken plastic coat hanger with a ball in it. But yeah, I I just I don't know why. There's one of those things where it's like, oh, a random toy, and it's like where else? Like you know, we try to stick to a format down the road. Like where does this fit in with anything else? So I figured it was the perfect opportunity 
just to bring these things up because and that and I knew I was never gonna find audio of it unless I just had a clip of someone playing with the <laughs> playing with the clacker. <laughs> they I'm they all hours of it straight online. <laughs> They're almost reminiscent of uh, Karate Kid Part Two at the end when they have the hand drum. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the I little. Had one of those. <laughs> I had one of those. I wanted one. Of course, you my had one. Grand, you spoiled my bastards. My grandparents got me one. It's... Jeez, almost as almost as hard almost as hard to master <laughs> yeah oh, i couldn't do it i would get so frustrated with that thing and oh, oh karate kid that's a that so enough have we have we all seen the cobra kai trailer i have i have and the acting is just as piss poor as i assumed it would be <laughs> using the same original principles my god come on recast We're... both of them you can <laughs> But we're all gonna watch. Oh it. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe to YouTube Red just to see it, you know. Yeah, just for that run and then unsubscribe. Yeah, exactly. Get that month free and then never never pay a dollar for it. I don't know. I'm I met Ralph Macchio at a con. I have a picture with him and nice guy. Very, it was a very nice guy. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. But um, yeah, I just I don't see why they would go back to the well. It's just not necessary. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but clackers, I, good pull. I actually, they are one thing that is very vivid in my, uh, in the back of my, I don't know what the word would be, but memory, but, well, I think uh, that's just because they were so goddamn neon. It's burned into your retina, your uh, rods and cones. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, why did they exist? <laughs> they were just like, I bet kids would like just the same as the, the paddle ball, you know, and, and or those things that you like a cup and ball. Yeah, the long sticky hands that you throw at the wall. <laughs> There's one in my office right I now. Was, I was honestly that was there was a short list of just weird shit that you get out of an egg machine, um, <laughs> and I ended up going with this instead. Yeah, squeezer knows. There's a sticky hand in my office as we as we speak at work, and um, the only one who plays with it is our friend Jake, who tries to uh, slap me across the face with it, but never succeeds. Yeah, That's they made an entire action figure line out of that shit. They so. did, yeah. Wow. That material. All right, um, let's uh, let's move on to video games. And uh, Josh, what's your '80s '90s video game that you uh, you want to talk about? Oh wow! I mean, fa- favorites are kind of like old standbys. I mean, everybody. I mean, most people probably loved Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yo, I mean, who didn't love Punch Out? Uh, get <laughs> Just getting frustrated. I can't. I, I can't even count how many times I whipped the controller at the floor. Who's you, Who's <laughs> your opponent that that got you every time? Uh, I prob I probably say the um. I had a lot of trouble with the uh, piston Honda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, th- th- that's the game where like you couldn't even really cheat with because like if you cheat and put in the Mike Tyson code. You blink and you're down, you're dead. It's like, haha, yeah. and he's laughing at you, your face. I think I only got to Tyson like once or twice. <laughs> yeah, but, not not cheating. I only got to him once when I was like, mm-hmm. like, like high in college. I smoked like a lot of pot and we were playing Mike Tyson's <laughs> Punch Out. And I managed to get to Tyson. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you're dead. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> so that didn't work out too well. It was almost because, especially our original NES, um, <laughs> There's a lot of games that stand out as ones I loved, but it's almost easier to name one that was like the bane of my existence. Is like, why did my uh, parents purchase this? And that one was, now I come to find out based on a, a Japanese 
uh, manga series called Golgo 13. Golgo 13. And, I never heard of this. And it was, it was one of the hardest or worst games. You would, I wouldn't get past like five minutes of the game, but you're essentially like an assassin type guy. And there's just a lot of interludes of the boxes of, you know, type talk that NES games had to tell the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, what's that game you talk about squeezer? Uh, and I, and then the shadow gate too. Um, oh, well like deja vu, like the point and click adventure games kind of stuff. But this is, this is more like they're what they used for cutscenes. Oh, you know and, this uh, squeezer, you know, this game. Well, yeah, I just, just um, by, by looking at it, no, it's not a point and click. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, um, was it RPG? Yeah, it was like, I mean, I can't, I think you were like a first person, like shooter kind of in some of the scenes, but there was like a lot of, you know, you're just standing and talking and, you know, you go to, it was broken up into several acts that apparently were supposed to be almost like a TV series um, or different issues of a manga where you're getting through these little interludes. Um, but it's just, it's not worth anyone checking out. <laughs> oh, so it's like a Japanese Leon the Professional from what I'm yeah. reading. Yeah, yeah, pr- pretty much. It was called Top Secret Episode Golgo 13. I love the translations. <laughs> oh, this is uh, apparently, I, I mean, I love this sequence, but it's apparently Quentin Tarantino paid homage to Golgo 13 anime and the animated sequence of Kill Bill Volume 1, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh wow! Not to dig further further into. Yeah, this. I think it was more of like a, a beloved Japanese property that they made into like a Famcom or NES game, and then it just it wasn't going to translate over here, but it was still released here. <laughs> and then you had to suffer through it. Yeah, and I think it was because it was um, in the like the cheap bins right. of the NES games. So you know, my dad was just like, "Oh, this looks interesting." Yeah, I had one of those Game Boy ones. It was a Hideki Alien or something like that, and it was it was. You had to that like, was the weirdest game you've ever explained to me. Right, <laughs> it's just it's just weird. It's it's you could listen to our Game Boy episode. I go into detail about it. You just said I like the instructions were like basically a literal translation from Japan, and you had no idea what the hell you were doing until oh, you figured uh, it out. I yeah. feel like. I had a handful of the standbys, like all the Mario's or Punch Out or um, Zelda, but then there was like a handful that were, I think, just very cheap purchases that, you know, my my dad was just like, oh, whatever, this is this doesn't cost very much. It's another Nintendo game. Like there was one like The Adventures of Dino Ricky. <laughs> no, don't know that <laughs> I one. Don't know. <laughs> Do you know that one? I don't know, Squeezer. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. It's more like a prehistoric kind of like uh dinosaur age just little dude running around and then there was another one called kung fu heroes which was like two little uh bald ninjas and it was one of those where the board is like flat in front of you and you're kind of moving up and down and left to right overhead yeah like bomberman almost yeah yeah but man they're I think my childhood was plagued with a lot of bad Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were plagued. Our parents didn't believe in buying us a whole lot of games once they found out you could rent them. Oh, yeah. So we we were tasked with going to Blockbuster and <clears throat> picking one for the weekend. 
And if you got a fucking dud, you were fucked. You were stuck with that. Oh, you're you were so- stuck <laughs> all weekend with that thing. <clears throat> but that, uh, I miss those days though of being able to rent the the videotapes and the Nintendo games. It's just yeah, you had the your you had to be more thoughtful of you couldn't just like uh, you know scroll through Netflix until you find something to watch, and if you don't like it, go to something else. You had to like you got your tape, and that was what that was your weekend entertainment. And if and you actually had to sit down and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just put it on the background and start doing other shit. And then I'll I'll just hit the 10 second back button a couple times because I thought I missed something. Right. <laughs> exactly. And if you fucked up and you get a dud, like your your weekend's ruined because that's your uh, entertainment budget for the weekend. Yep. But yeah, uh, when you rent when you rent like uh, Bill Bellamy booty call and it <laughs> turns out not to be as entertaining as you thought it might be. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean, new on your face when you turned it back in. He's like, huh, "There's another one." <laughs> uh, I feel like you had to put more thought into your selections, whereas now you you just go on iTunes or in Netflix. And a lot of the times, I go into Netflix and I'm just stuck. Yeah, and I never, I never pick anything. <laughs> yeah, you you just go to bed after you search for three hours looking for something. You're like, I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I've woken up with the controller like in my hand, and I'm just scrolling through. You know, whatever. I never got there. Uh, someone needs to. There needs to be. There's a lot of like love of no, nostalgia and bringing things back. They we need to. Uh, re- the rebirth of the video store. Yeah, someone just needs to open up a blockbuster and just, you know I mean, call it like lackluster, lackluster or something. Dude, uh, uh, last week at that place <coughs> I did that job, there's a perfectly good empty 48 hours video right across the street. Oh, yeah. The signage is yeah. all there. The racks are still there. <coughs> the only thing missing are people and, and tapes. So, and and there's a KFC Taco Bell combo right across the street. The so problem, the perfect location. The problem with running videotapes is <clears throat> if you do have a VCR left over and you get like a moldy tape, it will ruin the heads <laughs> and your VCR is fucked and then they come to uh, us killing us. So we'll have, to, we'll have to figure something out, but that's not a bad idea. Uh, Squeezer, NES, what do you got? Okay. So, you know, you're always worried about picking one bad game. Why not get a game that has like six games in one? Ooh. Like California Games. California Games by Milton Bradley. I can't say I remember California Games. Um, Milton Bradley. Yeah, Milton Bradley made the Nintendo one. It was Epix, but Milton Bradley released it. Okay, it was released. It was because they had Um, to get all those extra like new names because of Nintendo's release policy. Mm-hmm. So uh, video game companies oh. would, would lease other companies. So they would lease yeah. like uh, like Cabal was through Milton Bradley, even though Konami was synonymous with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this game, either going back to you saying what infuriated you, uh, this game was hit and miss every now and then I would get good at it. Uh, at a, at a couple games, but then when you would fail, you would fail miserably, and it could be infuriating. <laughs> so you had so amongst your games, so you had roller skating, my favorite. Uh, you had a half pipe surfing, BMX, uh, like a hacky sack, and uh, uh, like frisbee. Uh, frisbee was probably my favorite, if not 
still rather difficult. You had to time out your meters with like multiple. All of these games pretty much were the same, like you would see as like little mini games in a regular video game today. Right. Like, oh, you stop, you're, you know, actually killing things, and oh, and I'm going to go do something in town over here, if you will, or, you know, and that, that's that's what this was. A lot of it was, like, um, just uh, a timing stuff, like flying disc, and then you had to run and catch it. Right. Uh, the hacky sack one was a lot of fun, which I was god-awful at. I would just stand there and just do the whole bopping it off your head thing over and over again, because I could <laughs> never gesture or anything else, and... You'd get these combos in, and it was really a control cracker kind of game because it just set you up perfectly because there was time to do it. Uh, except on BMX, which was uh, thumb-breaking because you had to pedal each time. It was kind of like Ghostbusters walking up the stairs. Mm, right. Um, so it sounds you- it sounds like a hippie version of like track and field. where you had- Yeah, absolutely. Could yeah, you play yeah. uh, with the, the power pad? With the no, not no. from what I recall. I mean, I was never <laughs> able to. You had the power. Oh, that's right. You fucking spoiled. No, bastard. I never did. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say you had the power pad. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you were you're saying not that I recall. I'm like I was like you had it, didn't you? You fucking had it. No, I didn't. No, I had I had California games. I didn't have the power pad. No. Did you have, did you have the power glove too, Squeezer? <laughs> I did not have the power glove. No. That is the. The biggest piece of shit. That <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I got lucky on that. Uh, all my, my neighbors, so like the kids up the street, had the power pad. Kid next door had the power glove. Um, so I, I got to see all of it firsthand. I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to stick with my controller. Uh, I don't even need that fancy like little case that you could put over your controller to make the buttons a little bit bigger uh, and give you a joystick. I'm, I'm, I'm good with what I got. You're smarter than uh, RK with his money getting a Virtual Boy. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, we could argue. Uh, thank you for saying smarter with my money. Uh, someone call me cheap. Um, <laughs> well, he, uh, I, my, I prefer frugal. My dad, speaking of like liquidated toys, we were at Toys R Us when I was a kid, and we were walking down the aisle, and <clears throat> they had their video games. It was all just like the plastic like sheets with the game on it, and you'd take it up to that, you know, uh, like dungeon where they kept the games with the little ticket. Uh, but, but on the, the bottom shelf, they had like clearance. They had those like Nintendo trophy figures. Remember those? Like you get them for like, and put like a high score on them. They're like Nintendo trophy mm. figures. They're really oh, shitty, yeah. but they also had the power glove liquidated down to like $17. And I was like, Oh dad, look how cheap it is. We could get it. And my dad picked it up. He looks at it. He looks at it. And goes, Oh, uh, Ryan, uh, this thing's probably a piece of shit. We're not getting this. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is a wise man. <laughs> He's like, if it's marked down this cheap, it's probably not, it doesn't work for shit. Well, you didn't think of that when you were looking at the Virtual Boy for so cheap, or you did and you just didn't. <laughs> no, I knew. I, I, I mean, I knew. $20. I'm like, oh, fuck. But I, I was dying to play it. So it was curiosity like, killed the idiot, you know? I, I feel like you, you've said previously that those little tiger games were awful. The Virtual Boy was like ten times worse than those Tiger games. No, it, it was it bad. There were some playable games though. The Wario Wario World was actually fun. I mean, you couldn't play it for more than ten minutes, but like it was actually playable. You those... tried playing it in a moving car. I know. <laughs> yeah. And why I was sick. 
Oh, you couldn't breathe because it's like pushing down on your sinuses. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do that in Gitmo now. I know. They, they <laughs> throw him in a golf cart, drive him around the base, and make him play Virtual Boy. Like, Didn't it have, wasn't it on like a tripod thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was on yeah. a tripod. How do you play that well, in a car? Well, my dad had a Chevy Suburban. It was like a 95 Chevy Suburban. So in the That's back. The trace. Yeah, yeah, and no, in the way, way back, it kind of had like this side thing that had the jack in it, but it, uh, but uh, underneath, like on top of it, was like like a like a ledge that I would place it on. Wait, and... so you were playing it in a car sideways? Yeah, oh yeah, in the <laughs> way way. How did you not throw up? In the way, way back, I still I'm like one of the only people who can read while driving that I know of, like because oh, it doesn't bother. Sick. It doesn't bother me. I can't even look at, at my all. phone. Doesn't yeah, bother that, me. I, I can I can read, but I don't know about playing a Virtual Boy. That's a little much. <laughs> I don't know. That power glove for $17 would look really good on a shelf, though. Oh, I know. I know. I wish I would have got it. I could have got like 10 of them and I would be worth it. I would just wear it around town. I know. It's like <laughs> that it's guy. Uh, what was his name? Lucas. Tommy, Tommy or whatever. Was it Lucas? Lucas. And in, 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 in the, the wizard. Wi- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, what, a, what a liar. That was a total pay job. <laughs> the, the Nintendo was like. Well, you're already selling our uh, game in this. We, we're also going to sell this new accessory, and you have to say that it's the greatest thing that ever happened. He, he does call it bad, but he says bad in like a good way. He's like, it's so oh, bad. The power glove, it's bad. Yeah, no shit, it's bad, all right? It doesn't work. <laughs> Keep your power glove off of my money because we're not buying it. Uh, so sorry, we, we went off track there, California games, but what was your pick? My, my pick is a game that infuriated me for years because I never could figure it out. And I kept, I got it as a gift and I kept trying to like figure out how the hell to play it. I'm talking silent service, the submarine simulation game that, that was by Sid Meier who went on to make, uh, uh, what's what's his game's called squeezer. Uh, uh, Sim city. No, see, he or did, civilization. Civ- civilization. Civilization. That's right. So he made this, uh, silent service game based on the the world war ii pacific uh submarines and i never i would just like just sit there and stare and like what the fuck do i do and finally i figured out how to like you had to like go underwater because when you start all the submarines are just there above water and it took me like three years to figure out you just had to take them under and then you could start going and like placing bombs and doing cool shit and i got really into it like to the point where i'd be up till three in the morning and my mom's like, are you playing a video game? Or are you doing something for school? Because <laughs> she'd just come in and see me like plotting submarines and like, like, you know, doing the positioning. Have you, have you guys ever played it? I, I, I feel like I have played it. I'm, I looked it up here and I'm seeing some of the play screens and it very much looks familiar, but it, I feel like it was one of those games where I like you like stared at it and was like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. We got it as a gift. And then I just figured it out one day and I could, you couldn't, I, you couldn't get me to stop playing it. Like going into the, in- Chris Squeezer, you would have loved it. The instrumentation. I, no, I'm looking at this and I am so jealous, right? There are maps. Yeah. There's there mapping. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's, Oh my, there's an entire page of just statistics and numbers. Yeah, you had to pilot the submarine off instruments, Squeezer. That's like your dream come ever. true. Yeah. This does not look exciting whatsoever. I want to play this. <laughs> no. And it's not. I, I, I'm honest to God, asked my mom. She came down and she's like, Is this a school game? And I'm like, No. <laughs> no, mom, this is silent service. Her friend got it for me, like, for so me and my brother. How does it compare to the Hunt for Red October, uh, which I think was Super NES? 
Yeah, I never played that one, but is that was a Sim 2, right? Yeah, I believe it was very similar. Yeah, I never played that one, but I I, I, I love Silent Service, and I still I have it on my uh, emulator, uh, and I still play it to this day because you know, it's just it's just fun. Oh, man, I want to find. I gotta find this. <laughs> like, I have I have. Hang on, I'm writing this down. This is when we go. When we go to Jersey, I'm checking out, and every time I hit up anything come retro hopefully i have it by retrocon but if not that's my new primary uh <laughs> it's not hard to find mission. there's so many copies of it you'll probably find f- five to ten copies anywhere because it's it's out there everyone bought it and no kid could figure it out so they just fucking got rid of it oh man there's damage reports oh yeah oh yeah there's uh, oh this is meant for me I mean, you can get this for a dollar to four dollars on eBay. Yeah, yeah, it's really cheap. It's a, it's an easy. <laughs> uh, I, there's easy something about I need, I need the, I need the hunt. I you like need the, the hunt. I, I like going through the box. Yeah. Oh, then I like I like the guy staring at me awkwardly trying to sell me something, and and then you got you got to if you're ever on the East Coast, you just got to come up and see Squeezer Barter. It's something special. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm jealous of about like the East Coast, like especially Jersey, and they. They have so many retro toy stores and comic book stores and toy it's con- like, conventions. Like there's a con- yeah. there's a con like every week. Uh, it's, it's crazy. We can't even keep up with it. I mean, we got New York Comic Con, we got Retro Con near Philly, we got the Philadelphia Comic Con, we got like a New Jersey Toy Con like every fucking week. Yeah, and then there's yeah the retro toy stores and stuff. There's a lot of it. Uh, it's you know I don't know what it is about the East Coast, but a lot of. It's because they dumped all that plastic in the Pacific and it came around the world and started washing up on the East Coast. So they're just digging their old toys off the beach and selling them. (laughs) Yeah, there was a good amount. I mean, up until last August, I was in Chicago for the last 10 years and now I'm down in Tennessee and there's just a, a very big lack of it down here. There's I found a couple of good spots, but. I feel like I'm going to need to hunt out the flea markets. That's the place where there's going to be oh, some yeah. gems. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. What do you, what part of Tennessee are you in down there? Uh, just outside of Nashville. Oh, so, you, I mean, you don't have any toys. You just have all that good music and culture. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wants anything to do with that? Like in barbecue. Yeah. Oh, barbecue. Yeah. But um, I this, the, this silent service game, like you said, it just... It looks so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Until you figure it out, it is like the bane of your existence. You're like, why did you get me this game? You could have got me any fucking game. You got me fucking silent service. And then like one night it all clicked. You just, you have to sync the summaries to start playing. And I mean, it's, it's okay. At this point, I, I'll buy like full inbox with, with the styrofoam bottom in there. Nintendo games like Back to the Future, which is one of the worst games yeah, that in game, history. It's not even a Back uh. to the Future game. I don't know what game they were selling, but they just put a Back <laughs> to the Future logo on it. And oh, they made a sequel. Silent Service? Yeah, there's a second one, yeah. But it's only on, it's only like Atari and yeah, DOS. Yeah, it was computer. never released for... Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about talking uh, Back to the Future just because what a disaster that it was. Guys, I'm I mean, just going to let everyone yeah. know we're an hour in and we're only on our second topic. <laughs> we probably should move it along. <laughs> we should we should go on. Uh, cause you ever we... play Landstalker? <laughs> <laughs> going to start. Um, we're going to move on with uh, uh, what's our next topic? Sitcoms. And Josh, uh, what uh, what do you got for us? 
I, there, there were many, it was hard to choose, but I think other than the ones that are obvious, like the wonder years, which I, I feel like I just grew up with Kevin Arnold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely. There, I had to go with kind of appointment television, which was Roseanne. And it's, it's soon to be timely. Well, yeah, it's going to be appointment television the end of this month again. Oh man. It comes out the 27th. I'm so excited. <laughs> just hearing this I, I, theme music just makes me excited for it. Ah, oh, there it is. And uh, such a such a classic theme, such a classic show. It brought us, it made John Goodman a star, and he's I mean, he's a treasure. To see him play uh, Dan Connor again is going to be the treat in itself. Oh, absolutely! I can't wait for that. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's I think he's honestly the best actor alive right now. I love yeah. I love John Goodman. I don't know if he's the best actor alive, but he's no, he's fucking phenomenal. He is. I'm he's okay. The, okay. He is top echelon of character actors. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm very, I'm still riding a high that Sam Rockwell finally got an Oscar. Oh yeah, that, he much deserved. He's great, and um, I haven't seen that movie yet, but I can't wait to see it. Huh. But as far as Roseanne goes, I. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, why are they remaking all this stuff? Or, you know, why go back to it? But I, I feel like there's more to tell with that family. And um, we got to make up for that last season because that was <laughs> awful. <laughs> I like to see how they retcon that. Well, in the teaser, yeah. uh, the teaser, they say something like, I thought you died. And, <laughs> and they just I think they just make a joke out of it, mm. which is the way to do it. It's the I, way they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like make one joke and just keep moving. Right. <laughs> Did uh, you see in New York City recently there was a train that they made up that looked like the living room, like the benches in the um the subway train had like the the couch. No um, way, I gotta check that out. There was like a fireplace. Was like, the Godzilla figure uh, in the background? <laughs> I don't know, but it looked very much like they I think they just got like wall graphics and like just plastered the whole train so it looked like the living room that's awesome it's pretty pretty cool advertisement but yeah i mean j there's just so many good uh episodes that i mean i did a whole thing on oh i had that instagram and we did an episode where we like rounded it all up of like the best halloween episodes oh and, the the uh, roseanne halloweens are staples like i watch those i try to get to them every season because yeah, they're so great. So much. Except for the later where she, the oh, I don't even know how to explain it. Where it's like kind of like a dream or what? Where she's like meets these weird people that are taking her baby or oh yeah, those are those are dumb. When she's when they're just doing <laughs> trick or treat and they're trying to scare each other and having fun. Those are yeah. those are the Roseanne's that Halloween episodes I like. I mean the one where he has the guy coming to like uh, finalize a contract. Yeah. And they have the haunted house. Like yep. that might've been the first one even. Yeah. That was the first one. Oh, uh, so great. And one through six, I think are the best. And oh, absolutely. Start getting, I think, start two, I think the second one was probably the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, just like, it's so iconic. Like seeing, uh, I just DJ pops in my head when he opens the door. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the tunnel of terror. <laughs> Makes me but, um, long for I the mean, days of good old, good old trick-or-treating, you know, when yeah, you could do stuff just, like that. It was just one of those shows that growing up was like uh, the whole family gathered around and you knew like everybody else was watching it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. 
And it's something like your parents, you know, it was a little adult, but your parents let you watch. And, you know, it was always a great treat I, whenever it came on. I, we, we lived for Roseanne every week, just like Alf and other shows. Yeah, the way the kids talk to their parents, though, if I, if I tried to do it, it didn't fly. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. That's, that's the fantasy of it. <laughs> All um, right, well, we could... What was your pick? Okay. Oh, well, I'm Squeezers next. And, uh, oh, okay. Because I, I went last week, so we try to... That's how we, we divvy it up like that. I let, the, um, I let the sweet boy go. So we couldn't have gone... We can't go more one end of the spectrum than the other. So you have Roseanne... I'm going Boy Meets World. <laughs> what? Um, what year did Boy Meets World start? So it started in 93. Wow. Yeah, and the first season was 93 with Betsy Yeah, it ran Randall. from 93 to 2000. So at some point, I, you know, I tapped out. Yeah, the um, later seasons I did too. But he was in, yeah. it was a Philadelphia kid. We had to love it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And this show... No child should um, no child should ever acquire this much wisdom in like their preteen years and not somehow be you know not become a god. <laughs> How can you <laughs> learn a life lesson every single day at, at that at the amount of knowledge and wisdom he's consuming? He has to be like omnipresent by the end of the series. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like it's just because of how long it did run that, and then of course being like in syndication that I saw it more when I was like past the time that it was appealing. So, um, hearing that it started in '93 is like even more surprising. I know it's that old or it ran that long, but I don't think I was watching it at that point when I probably would have got drawn into it. Uh, yeah, I was still, we were still uh, babysat every Friday night when my parents would have fun. So that was a TGIF staple. That's how we got into it. Oh, TGIF. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then of course, you know, the, you, you get a spinoff of uh, girl meets world, um, which I had, I watched, I didn't have a choice. They already canceled um, it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miss, Mrs. Squeezer is, quite irate about that she wishes that i drop a formal complaint on the internet and so here it is uh she wants girl meets world back um there are more life lessons to be learned um (laughs) but the thing is the the reason why that show got canned is because they just ran out of callbacks and surprise guest stars from the original series which was basically all the show was which you think it, you think Fuller House would be getting to that point too, but wasn't it just renewed for like five more? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that's that because it's on. It's on on Netflix. They don't care if people watch or not, as long as people talk about it. And they, yeah, it's and, crazy. You know, that's the Netflix model. Because then you'll go there to watch it, and then as you're scrolling through, you'll find something else, and you end up watching something else anyway. Right. So they don't really so. give two flying fucks. It's like it's like it's their advertising budget. I've suffered through two Fuller House episodes, and I don't think I need to go back. I didn't watch any, quite frankly. I don't. I don't know why I didn't I, watch any. I, didn't I saw a, a little bit just for you know sake of research purposes, and just at a at a curiosity. You know, I grew up watching you know the original, and it was just, 
Yeah, well, there's a reason why it's like, oh, where, where, why haven't I seen all these people acting in so long? <laughs> well, like, oh, no, yeah, because they cannot do it. <laughs> uh, so my pick, I'm gonna just start with a little little music, and you guys will know exactly what it is. Ah, mm. uh, the old slime going over the married. With children, <laughs> starring Al Bundy himself with his hand right down his pants. This show probably should not have been watched by a young RK, but my dad loved it, and we never missed it. It was the it was a show that made Fox. Without Married with Children, we probably wouldn't have gotten Simpsons. Nope, because it uh, it gave Fox their first hit. Uh, and I always I always when as a kid didn't know why Al didn't want to fuck. Peggy all the time. To me, she was a piece of ass, Katie Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that always, like, confused me. He, she'd, like, want sex with like, oh, Peg. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Go up and, and God, I'll, I'll gladly go over and take care of her for you. Yeah, um, those, those like, spandex pants and those oh, tight yeah. tops. Yeah, she was dumping them out all over the place. And then Kelly Bundy, too. Uh, oh, God. Oh, uh, Kelly Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> She was. Yeah, that was a a very uh, walk the line, like dysfunctional and uh, sexualized, like very risque show. But for some reason, it was it passed the the, the parental test too. They were okay with us watching. It. <laughs> I have no idea why. It was. I think it was because like we didn't have money. We are like upper lower middle class. So like these two shows showing the white trash families made it kind of okay that we were white trash families. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I always, I always, I think that's why they were popular because like, now this is going to sound like a shitty analogy, but like we talk representation and it's important. Like why, why black Panther was so popular. Why wonder woman was so popular, but for white trash families in the nineties and eighties, Roseanne and, and Married with Children were popular because, yeah. It's the bulk of the country. It is. It really is. And um, it's uh, it's a telling yeah. of why these shows were so popular and still you are. You can't get more, like, uh, middle America, like, like you said, the bulk of the country, like, down home. Like, everybody is kind of relate it's relatable is what the thing is there right you have you have a nice you have an okay house you have okay stuff you know nothing's like yeah. over the top it's not your, your car is kind of broken down you hate your job you know your family's annoying as shit you know that's life <laughs> i try to have sorkin-esque conversations with people and then they just kind of look at me like why are you speaking like this oh god one day josh <laughs> he was talking to me in our office and we were walking oh. and i was going up to the third floor and we finished our conversation as the elevator door was shutting, and I think he had to go in the bathroom and finish himself off. It was the most beautiful <laughs> walk and talk ever. I had no reason to even talk to him, but I, we were doing it. And the whole time, like, oh, this is in the back of my head. I'm like, this is fantastic. I, I knew. I didn't want to bring it up, but I knew what was happening. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. So we'll figure that out tomorrow. And he's like, good to know. And the elevator door shut tight. I'm like, all right. Oh, it was almost as if you were like walking through the White House. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, married with children. Um, I always wanted to be in, uh, what was there? What was there? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And uh, the Polkai football star. Oh, if only. And now it's yeah. I, we weren't we weren't allowed to watch, but 
We did anyway. Like you would sneak it in. Uh, well, your mom we wouldn't like, let you watch like, Pee Wee Herman, I, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. My mom, she told me, it's like, this is a garbage show. You're not allowed to watch it. And so I grew up assuming she hated it. And like, I'm like, oh, what a prude. And then when they came out that special uh, episode a couple of years, like maybe it was probably like 10 years ago now, Jesus, but where they brought the whole cast back together. And she was so giddy about it and excited for this. I'm like, I thought you hated this show. She's like, no, I love the show. It's just I don't want you watching it. So she lied right to her son's face. She was hoarding the show all for herself. Damn it, Mama Squeezer. <laughs> I mean, Al Bundy was the quintessential everyman. <laughs> Class of, ni- of 1966. Polkai. I I scored four touchdowns in one football game and won the very last city championship trophy that Polkai had. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was living in Chicago for the last 10 years. So like driving and seeing like Buckingham fountain and all those like iconic shots from the opening of married with children was uh, nostalgia feels every time the, like the fountain would go off. <laughs> yeah, and and what's the what's it say about mid, uh, you talk Middle America? Both shows were took place in Illinois. One was uh, you know sh- Chicago, and the I, the one was Lanford, a made up town in Illinois. But still, it was yeah. Illinois. You can't get more Middle yeah. America than that, right? Yeah, and I'm with you. I think it just it's it it was so relatable because of where we were. I mean, me growing up as well. I had three sisters and I was the only boy, but four kids and my parents, you know, trying to raise us and make ends meet where we were like lower upper middle as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you have a good, decent house and a nice, uh, subdivision, but I mean, you're really barely making the bills. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you're buying that Nintendo with saved up birthday money. It's not, it's not a gift under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Yeah, I think, but that might all relate to why the middle class is like gone these days in America is people don't want to live like that. They all just want, you know, to spend money like that they don't have. (laughs) I I don't think this is true, but someone once said to me, the only reason Republicans exist is because everyone in America thinks one day they'll be rich. (laughs) It's, yeah, that sounds true. Yeah. So (laughs) it's, it's true about America, but you know, it's. It's one day we all think we're going to hit it big and be rich, so we, we got to protect ourselves just in case that happens. I uh, think um, all I, those were good picks, although Boy Meets World I don't identify with as much as, like, let's say, The Wonder Years. That was my savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred absolutely. definitely more than Ben. Uh, and you know what? And, and I kind of thought... Uh, they should. I know we have the Goldbergs with the '80s, but there should be more like a dramatic '80s version, like the Wonder Years was, for like oh, 1950s. Yeah. There should be that now with the '80s, like a new. Uh, they should just reboot Wonder Years and make it. It call oh, yeah, the Rad. Call it the Rad Years for fuck's sake. We'll we'll license our name. <laughs> or we can start licensing from them once they uh, crush us. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's move on. We got. Um, Two more, two more in this show, and uh, we're gonna do movies. Uh, Josh, what do you got for our movie? Um, it was kind of hard not to just go with something that's everybody w- loves this movie. I, I imagine, which is Back to the Future. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love this movie? It's fantastic. I mean, th- this movie was one that kind of raised me when we, we got a copy of it on VHS, and I wore that out. And then it was always on, like, um, you think about, like, I don't know if it was always on, like, cable in the later years, but, like, TBS or whatever the channel would have been that's just running it on a loop. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then they start running all three of them. <laughs> yeah, you get, like, the marathons, because the third one came out, like, a month after the second. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, it was the movies everyone talked about too, especially with the second one and the hoverboards. Like it was like the top, if you didn't if you went to school and you didn't see this movie, you were left out of what everyone was talking about. <laughs> it's just so I, the music, the the dialogue, the, just the feeling of the movie. It's just so iconic and burned in and re- like kind of like shaped you know the way I was raised in like my life. It's just like that it's like ingrained in me so much so that I have like a full uh, part of my arm dedicated to back to the future in, in tattoo form. <laughs> oh, do you have that on your Instagram? Um, I don't know. It, it could be, but I'll have to share it with you. Yeah. We'll have to um, take a look at that. But yeah, this movie is just, I still can go back to it and I even just start collecting like random things just based on that movie and posters and even as far as going to an anniversary screening when it was the 25th anniversary and I got mm-hmm. to got to meet Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson and what uh, uh, Chris- what what's your most prized piece of your collection your back to the future collection if you have a real uh, hoverboard we have to talk I what was that if you have a real <laughs> hoverboard we got to oh yeah one that actually works yes <laughs> No, I'd say I'd say my just the fact that I have a poster signed by Christopher Lloyd. Nice. Um, and a picture with him, but I mean also the the USA Today that they recently released that looks just like the one from two. Um yes. they released it on the date of uh October, right? That he goes back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> and um I bought several copies. I think I bought the the Walgreens out of the copy that day. Oh, you should have just tried to find one of those like uh vending machines where you just pay for one and you take the whole <laughs> yeah, take all of them. Take them all like Dante and Clerks. Oh, well, those are the days. <laughs> yeah, and it, I I mean this in the most positive way possible. It's not a kids movie. If you no. like you think about it. It's a, a smart like well-written movie. It's not like dumbed down for kids it's not like written to be like constant action and flash it in your face and like have us like our eyes locked to the screen but uh maybe we're just better than kids now also you know i'll go and say that but like we were able to like enjoy a good film like that's it's a film you know yeah, it, it's not you're right it's it's a film it's not a kids movie it's weird to you you put it in that perspective like i can't see uh, kids the age that we are like sitting through a quality movie like that but it might be they might be able to because yeah, it was also a popcorn movie it was a uh, like a Jurassic Park if you will like it had everything that a blockbuster has but it was also like a decent film I'm hoping amongst hope because I love the book that Ready Player One gives us a, a new generation of that movie uh, with oh, many references to every trailer looks so good. I know, I know, but you know, I, I have high hopes. I love the book, um, Ernest Klein. Uh, I hope they did. I mean, at Spielberg, 
So let's hope he did justice. He he's it's like kind of meta that he's directing a movie that references him so heavily. Uh, I'm I'm hoping material. for like a return to form with Spielberg. Yes. Yes. Stop make stop getting nominated for fucking Oscars, Steven. You belong stop, to us. Stop making movies about bridges and horses. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you belong to us. Make make our childhoods come. I won AI too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one no one wants AI too. All right. <laughs> but uh, a, speaking of AI, can we talk about how scary looking uh that little kid is now? <laughs> oh, Haley Joe Osment? Yeah. Yeah, he's funny now too. He's got a sense of humor about it all. He's like uh he's portly, uh little chubby kid and uh, uh he was he was pretty funny as much as I don't want to admit I watched this, the Entourage movie. Oh yeah. He was in a recent Hulu series called Future Man that has a lot of nods to like Back to the Future and Oh yeah, I gotta watch uh, that. I heard it's really good. Yeah, it was it was decent. He was good in that as well. Squeezer, put it on your never ending list of things you need to watch. My never ending list. Oh, there is a big problem I have right now because on Amazon I noticed they have a shit ton of just the monotone uh historical documentaries about like ancient Rome that they force <laughs> you to watch in high school. Oh yeah. You love so them. now I'm in a downward spiral where I'm just watching basically the same stuff that they made us watch in school, but I'm just latched onto it now. So about 47 hours of Roman history, which <laughs> I already know absolutely everything about, you know, down to, you know, I don't know. And that sentence didn't work out. How about, but, how about um, you tell us your pick? It almost it almost seems like what's the criteria to get on Amazon Prime? Because there's some documentaries on there that look like, you know, Joe Blow made it um, with a camera about it. Best Buy on like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I think I think Amazon's going by the same uh, principles you and I talked about. We all talked about at the beginning of this show with our YouTube content. Just get content <laughs> up there and you'll gain subscribers. <laughs> I actually, I started a documentary that was called Road Trip for Ralphie, and it was a couple that literally is on a road trip to go to the Christmas Story house, oh, and no it was way. like it was like a home vacation movie, like it almost if it were slides, but this is video, <laughs> like uh, eight millimeter. Oh my god, it was just awful, and like I I'm watching it, and my the missus is like, what? are you watching? Like, I can't believe you're even sitting through this right now. Did, did you, you finish it? Uh, I, I didn't finish it. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, but, but I mean, that that's just goes to show you. I'm like, what we could probably get a movie on Amazon prime. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, we should, we should work on that because I mean, something we could just probably start filming us record the podcast and maybe get it up there. Something else that Squeezer won't wa- be able to watch. Right. And yeah, I'll never, I'll never, Squeezer, did you watch, uh, did you watch our, our last week's podcast on Amazon Prime? That's eh, on my list. <laughs> yeah, but um, there, are, there, there is a wealth of those documentaries that he's referring to available. <laughs> um, and then there are some that you have to pay the subs- an additional subscri- subscription fee even on top of that. Ugh. If you want to pay more money to watch more mediocre history documentaries. Yeah, don't get me started on the, the Prime app that finally became available on the Apple TV. And 
it's just like you have to like fish through what is and isn't actually prime. Oh yeah, that's how it. Yeah, I hate yeah, that. yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. But, um, rap right. Where were we? I'm sorry. We're on. <laughs> we're on Squeezer's pick and Squeezer. Ernest goes to jail. Uh, love this one. You know what I mean, Vern? Carving the uh, Gatling gun out of soap was my favorite thing in that movie. Yeah, and then the yeah, it just it just like uh, flops over. Um, this is God. I love this movie. Uh, this is one of those uh, ones that my sister and I could get along and watch, and so we would just we taped it off a of TV, and so all the commercial breaks were in there too. Uh, tracking was god awful because I probably taped over something for like the thirtieth time. Uh, but man, this was this was one of those go tos where it's like there's absolutely nothing on TV that I want to watch. Um, so let's put Ernest goes to jail on. And out of all the Ernest movies, it's my favorite by far. Oh, uh, Saves Christmas! Come on. No, is that better is that than Saves al- Christmas? Is that also the one where he ends up with like the ink all over him? Yeah, he when tr- he's like he's like on the jury or <laughs> yeah yes yeah yes. yeah he's playing with the pen in <laughs> yeah. the jury box and yeah so for those that don't know he then gets kidnapped because the guy that is on trial looks exactly like him um which i'm pretty sure the defense attorney or either one of them would have noticed that in, <laughs> in the idea process and would have kicked him out but we'll leave that we'll let the actual law go um, again, because this man did turn into basically Raiden at the end of this movie <laughs> and was just shooting lightning bolts and flying <laughs> through the sky. Um, yeah, but it, when you're it, a kid, it, you it, believe that could like, happen. People so. think like this movie's... What's that? When you're a kid, you actually believe that could be a thing. Oh, yes. So. It's great because this movie, it's so... Like, the premise is so ridiculous. And they're like, oh, you know what? This movie is so ridiculous. Let's electrocute him. And then have it fail, and he turns into a light, uh, lightning god, and uh, he can escape from prison that way. You you are just invoking that. Like I, now, I'm gonna have to go and buy the three uh, movie collection of Ernest on Amazon on yeah. DVD. <laughs> don't don't cheat yourself and just get one. You want it? You're gonna want to get all three of those. No, oh, yeah, it's got. They have camp, uh, goes to jail, and scared stupid all on a uh, just. Oh, see, stupid. I got to turn the lights on for scared stupid. That scared the hell out of me as a kid. <laughs> I was, you... I'm gonna let you in on something. <laughs> I was a big pussy. Was? <laughs> You're still a scary was. cat. <laughs> scared, yeah, stupid scared stupid was. Uh, is I, acceptable. I think scared stupid is the one that's most ingrained in me that I actually would say is my favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a safe Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could be. I think, yeah, but I also just think it was like maybe it was the Halloween aspect. I was a big Halloween mm-hmm. fan as a kid, but um, yeah, it's definitely the one that stands out. Uh, but yeah, Ernest goes to jail. I love when he dresses, always dresses up. It's the old lady with the neck brace. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you think about how much crap, like, uh, Things in the same vein, like uh, Larry the Cable Guy gets so much shit, but I mean, it's basically an earnest for a new generation. You yeah, know? yeah. He's playing. I've I've done Larry the Cable Guy shows, and I've. I'm sorry, I'm breaking your kayfabe or whatever you want to call it, but I've talked to him. He does not sound like that whatsoever. 
he's, yeah, he's, he's not a, like a normal it's guy. It's not even I think his real name is Dan Whitney. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's just a character he's playing. He said it was a guy he went to college with. Uh, so he doesn't even sound like that at but all. But yeah, if if you find some of his old stand up, you see him doing stand up and then he breaks into the Larry the Cable guy character in the middle of his act and then breaks back out of it and continues on. I mean, God God bless him. He's he found something that, you know, now is Probably bought him several homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna shit on the guy for making it. Yeah, and 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 it, it is. It's like a new Ernest, or you think of like even Pee Wee Herman. That's like right. Paul Rubens was Pee Wee. Yeah, you know, like the, It's almost like a lost art. There's not that many people that come along that do it, but they can like live a whole life as this character they take on and make a career out of it. And he was Jim Varney was a stage act. Like he was highly touted. Like a. a yeah, he was uh, he was the dad in uh, the Beverly Hillbillies movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fine that, piece uh, of work. Jed Jed Clampett or yeah, Jed Clampett. Yeah, he was Jed. Well, LMA, I'm sure that's gonna be a fine day. That was that. Uh, my dad made us see that fucking piece of shit. But another uh, rest in peace moment for yeah, uh, Jim Varney. Rip Jim Varney. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Um, to my pick, and uh, this movie scared the living fuck out of me as I when I was a kid. Um, it is uh, a movie called Arachnophobia, and um, God. it is uh, you suck, Ryan. Yes. So this movie was about a spider, a killer spider outbreak in a small town, and uh, they really didn't know at first what was killing all these people and then they figured out it was these little spiders and and I remember watching this and when the old man puts his slipper on and that spider's in there fucking hell that scared the shit out of me oh, now I'm already itching I'm, yeah. I'm, squirming, I'm seriously squirming at my desk right now like I had to look I'm freaking out so it turns out when you rewatch this movie like when you're not a little scaredy cat it is it's pretty funny and it's campy and John Goodman yeah. is hysterical in it he plays the exterminator there- there are some great jokes and moments in that movie when you rewatch it now. Yeah, yeah, and it really, if you, if you could get over like the spider stuff, the final battle at the end with the queen spider and John Goodman, there's some great lines. Um, oh God, I hate spiders. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> uh, and this movie made it even worse. I was deathly afraid of spiders. This was like first my mom like traumatized me with killer clowns from outer space. Then she came back around and re-traumatized <laughs> me with arachnophobia. Your mom let you watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> she let she made us watch it. That was her pick for the movie night. And fuck, when it came out on pay per view, it was like 1987 or something. I was five or six, and I had nightmares that they were gonna come down the street and like kill me every goddamn night of my life. And I think I don't think I even saw it till I was older, like USA up all night or something. And oh, even yeah. then, I was like yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she uh, she made it. Then she made us watch this Arachnophobia, and uh, she made us watch Pet Cemetery too. That movie was fucked. <sighs> but this one, this one was uh, always. Uh, I th- I don't think anyone forgets this movie that that was forced to see it as a kid. When the little spider crawls out of the kid's football helmet. Oh like, my god! Uh, I know. I know. Oh man. <sighs> what are you doing? I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep tonight. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But our next our next round of topics is going to cure everything. It is the last one for this show, and it is a junk food from the 80s or 90s that we would love to have back. Um, oh, there's so many. There's so many, but I think I'm going to, I think I just want to talk uh, for a moment about Planters Cheese Balls. 
Oh, mm. you for some reason they can't replicate that flavor. Oh, it's not. It can't be duplicated. It's like any other cheese ball just does not compare to the cheesiness of that thing. <laughs> You're right. And and I think uh, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, my compadre Jesse from oh I had that previous episodes. He well, Planters was his go-to as well. He is one of his favorites. I think he would say this the answer to the question the same way it's just it's something that i don't know why it went away and the can the 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 flavor all of it is iconic <laughs> Plant, planters also sold potato chips like pringles that were like really they're ridged and they're rigid and they're really good they're delicious oh. uh, and mm-hmm. there's a couple of those companies that made like snack chips like keebler and planters and even um uh, Budweiser made an Eagles Eagle brand uh, of of snacks like snack mix and stuff huh. that that that's just not made anymore and it's it's really we're at a we're at a loss because of it. I just want to lick my finger and like swipe it around the bottom of the can right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, your, your just, uh, sodium level shoots up about fifty points uh, just by eating a handful of those bad boys. And I, I saw a uh, YouTube clip recently of a gentleman, I think he was in like Lebanon or something, and he had Planters Cheese Balls new from the store by, by Heinz Craft from Chicago. So it's like they're not in the U.S., but they're making Planters Cheese Balls, or they are, did. Are they new, though, or are they just leftover <laughs> stuff? Like, like our Super Bowl shirts that, right. you know. It, I mean, it looks like new packaging, so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a little uh, Heinz craft. Uh, we we're, we got a little bit of that here in Philadelphia, on the or I'm sorry, Pennsylvania, on the other side of the state, in Pittsburgh. Um, so maybe Man, it just it needs to they they I need to wake up and just bring those back. All but. they got to do is dump a packet of Kraft mac and cheese cheese on the the balls. That should do it, right? <laughs> level of cheese <laughs> RK put this on your list when the time comes when you finally get a oh the cooking we're, kid, one of our one of our shows it. that we're gonna start and I have I have like all the pieces together and the set ready I just haven't been able to do it yet because I just keep tossing what shit what what I'm gonna do or it's called cooking the rad years we're gonna try and recreate shit you can't get anymore uh, and oh that's like, amazing and give the recipes uh, so yeah, planters cheese balls. Maybe we should try and go for it. Oh God, I want them so bad right now. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> uh, my my side like my B by B note was there was the cereal that was like s'moregrams or uh, s'mores crunch. S'mores cereal. crunch cereal. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it was. It was um, s'more. There are s'more cereals out in the stores now, but nothing. Nothing compares to like this. That. It was something magical. Uh, I I bought the honey made one to try it and see if it came close, but yeah. it, it doesn't. It doesn't come anywhere near as good as the the s'mores crunch cereal used to be. That that was something. Yeah. There's something about cereal too that, like, even at 35, like I'm buying all of the sugary new cereals that they create just to like taste it, and then I have a couple bowls of and it's just rots in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wind up throwing it. I keep the box. I wind up throwing it back away. Yeah, that Enchantress is like, oh no, weren't you bringing home more cereal that you're never gonna eat? Fantastic. <laughs> no, she's she's a good sport of it, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, the ones I haven't gotten yet were the, the two new donut shops, but let me give you this tip and I'm writing an article for our website. The, sh- the cinnamon toast, toast crunch shreds, 
My goodness, they're fantastic. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shreds? What does that entail? They're like a shredded mini wheat, but they're dusted with Cinnamon Toast Crunch dust, and they're branded Uh, Cinnamon uh. Toast Crunch, and they're freaking awesome. That sounds amazing. I haven't haven't run into a a Cinnamon Toast ripoff that I haven't liked. Like, anything in that vein is usually delicious. This isn't even a ripoff. It's actually branded. Yeah, the real one. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's got that like true to to taste flavor, and then there's there's another one, uh, Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes. Oh, I saw those. Those, I, oh, they're so good because the Frosted Flakes aren't that sh- as sugary as regular fr- Frosted Flakes, so it, it it's a good balance. So you get that like Frosted Flake flavor, and with the Lucky Charms, it's it's I think it's a, almost a better mix than Lucky Charms itself. It's, it's blasphemous, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna have to have a bowl of Frosted Flakes now. That it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, planters, cheese balls and, uh, s'mores, graham cereal. We definitely, we got to get those back. The original s'mores crunch, um, squeezer. What do you got? Yeah. All right. Lifesavers holes. It's funny you say that. I have an unopened thing of these. Do you really? I do. The only reason I even like these, and uh, don't get me wrong, I like Lifesavers, and Lifesaver holes were fine because all they are just little beaded-up Lifesavers, and they're a little more convenient, you know, because sometimes, like, a, you don't want that Lifesaver floating around in your mouth. You want to kind of tuck it in the cheek. So with these, you can kind of pack a few in like it's dip. Um, but it was all about the container. It was about the container. I was just going to say that. They That's knew what they were doing. I wanted. And you know, you know me, how I obsess over... Uh, various forms of storage um this was like the pinnacle of of carrying candy yeah absolutely oh it was the best great container and they had the the flavors you could get like a hundred different flavors in your mouth at a time rather than like pulling off like five of the uh and then the 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 flavors for lifesavers always went in order so you know you had like red like red green yellow red green yellow red green yellow you know so there's mm-hmm. no surprise, but with uh, the holes, you just dump a half a thing into yeah. your mouth and oh, <laughs> shake a little up, and then just welcome the flavor they're town. Like, they're like orange Tic Tacs. I just like I, exactly. I'll buy a box and it'll be gone that day. Have you mm-hmm. tried the new uh, cherry cola Tic Tacs? No. You got get there first of all. Get the smallest container you could find because they're fucking dangerous. <laughs> but they are they just like the orange ones. They are freaking delicious, and you could take a whole. Uh, like, it, it, it I just, haven't, just like the I orange ones. I haven't met a Tic Tac that's as good as the orange, so I'll have it, to try those. Just like the orange ones, it kind of like burns a layer of, of off your tongue. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that citric acid they use to replicate it with. But they, they, yeah, cherry cola mixer Tic Tacs are freaking phenomenal. I don't know why these had to go away. I mean, yeah. I have a th- I have a theory, um, but I mean, I, I would still like. I would still get these or I would still steal these out of the, the bin in the desk in the office. Uh, yeah. But, how, what's the, so production costs, is that what you think in your theory? No, I think they got replaced by cell phones. So people don't have room in their pockets anymore to carry around lifesaver containers because <laughs> they have to carry their cell phones with them now instead. So I blame cell phones. Yeah. Because at the time when they went away, cell phones were fucking huge. When in doubt, blame cell phones. <laughs> I blame millennials. Yeah. That's my go-to. Man, they—I don't see why there is not a market for them. They look delicious. 
They were. They were great, and uh, the containers were very. It's it's the gimmick. Like if you're if you're there at the store, we were we were checking out at the grocery store the other day, and I could not keep her hands off of the candy rack. She didn't know it was candy. She didn't know it would taste delicious in there. All she saw was some shiny, crinkly packages and cool stuff that she could throw around. And <laughs> yeah. at, at either whether you're two or thirty-four, it doesn't matter. It works the exact same way on our little monkey brains. <laughs> um. Little monkey brains, you, you nailed the, hit the nail right in the head there, Squeezer. I have a candy also, uh, and and remember when when Twix the standard flavors were caramel and peanut butter, but then in the early nineties, uh, actually nineteen ninety one, they added two flavors, and one in particular was my favorite. Now Twix has cookies and cream between the chocolate and that great cookie crunch. New cookies and cream, Twix. Another one of life's great kicks, Twix. So in 91, they added cookies and cream and chocolate fudge to the two flavors of Twix. So you could get caramel Twix, peanut butter Twix, cookies and cream Twix, or chocolate fudge Twix. And those cookies and cream Twix were phenomenal. Uh, they were the bomb. They they were everything. I I didn't buy a regular Twix if the cookies and cream were an option. Absolutely, yeah. That's all you wanted. And they had the chocolate cookie instead of the regular vanilla cookie. Uh, they were, and it was like the cool thing to have too. No, like if you got caught with one of the old caramel ones or peanut butter ones, like what the fuck's wrong with this guy? The <sighs> one to have was the cookies and cream. And I don't think a single person bought the chocolate fudge ones. Why not bring something like that back when your gimmick now is like, oh, we have left and right Twix. Which side are you from? <laughs> bring back a delicious flavor like cookies and right, cream. Like, yeah, hit us with that old and put it in the old wrapper, like the the matte gold one instead of the shiny gold, uh, and and really blow our minds away and be like, listen, this is what we're doing for you. We're dropping the old Twix wrappers on us because like retro is a thing. Like Miller Lite just resurged and they're never going back to their. They're going to like reintroduce the old wrapping as retro one day because they went back to the throwback rat label and people loved it. Yeah, you saw Pepsi did that recently yeah, too. Yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi did it too. It's it's a thing now. So it's prime to to bring back, bring back cookies and cream Twix. Throw throw us that old brown Twix lettering on that gold label and god, I'll be in heaven. Just take away our iPhones and take us back to the 80s. I I would I'd gladly sign up. Yeah. Me I, we had I had a conversation with uh, my buddy Jesse from Oh I had that the other day and it was if we could invent time travel we would for sure live in the eighties and vacation in twenty eighteen <laughs> right right <laughs> I would go we go the Monday through Friday we go to the mall on Monday on Tuesday we go rent video games <laughs> we had a whole itinerary of what we could do. Right. Um, it's just that time is gone and it's, it's really sad because the world has changed in a lot of ways that I just wish we could take back. I think, uh, yeah. And that's a hundred percent true. And I think the thing about time travel that's so crazy is that I think if you had it, the amount of people who'd want to go back to their childhood versus people who'd want to see what's in the future is, is the real kicker. It's the reason like when we were kids, we always wondered like, we always thought Back to the Future 2 was the cooler of the two movies, but Back to the Future 1 is the better one because that's obviously the better idea. Like, no yeah. one gives a shit about the future. We want to know 
we want to go back and relive like the glory days, the rad years. Yeah, I think we'd have an overpopulation problem in the eighties for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Squeezer. But I I'm not convinced that some of these videos and things that you see on YouTube are of like an old timey shot. And it's like, Oh, does that guy have a cell phone? I'm not convinced that there aren't time travelers that yeah, are. Yeah, you can't, you can't be a hundred percent sure. And uh, <laughs> what, if you're holding out on us, we'll find you and we'll make you pay. Uh, so that uh, that's five. And we've, we've gone 90 minutes on five topics. That's, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's, that was a lot of fun. Um, we got five more for you. That's going to be if so. Once you listen to this, or if you listen to oh, I had that first. Come listen to this one. But I mean, you already did, obviously, because we're talking about the end of it. But uh, if you haven't yet, go over to oh, I had that and download uh, our second part of this episode. Uh, we got five more topics for you. That uh, so we got at least another ninety minutes. <laughs> our two part saga. <laughs> our two part saga. This is like uh, being directed by. Um, fucks that lord of the rings guy peter jackson peter jackson. jackson yeah he's kind of morphed and now we just know guillermo so yeah <laughs> right yeah so i'd say guillermo de Toro, yeah um, guillermo jackson guillermo jackson yeah so um but yeah that's uh this has been our first of a two-parter uh with josh from the oh i had that so go over to oh i had that on um, itunes or google play store or stitcher wherever you get your podcast and listen to the second half but for this half uh i'm our rk i'm squeezer and our guest is josh from oh i had that and thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back next week for more rad years and we'll talk to you next on oh i had that